100%. Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Yes, hello there. Welcome to season two, colon, season two of the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Matt. As always, here with me, the beautiful, the one and only, the Courtney. <laughs> the Courtney. The Courtney. That's nice. Thank you. How are you, dear? I'm great, thanks. I'm excited for season two. We're both excited for season two because we're highly excitable. We are. So we are here to uh, have a specific chat in this episode about how to take your weight loss on the road. Yes. Something we've spoken a little bit here and there about, but we still get asked about it. It's a very popular topic. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, a timeless topic just because, well, most people don't live in a cave. Yes. And be it through holiday or work, they're going to be traveling around the place. I mean, it can be a road trip, other side of the city. It could be interstate. It can be overseas. I mean, if you're lucky, you might go to the moon. I think that that the key there as well, Matt, is that I think a lot of the conversations we've had in the past about this topic have often been about uh, long holiday style trips, Mm. whereas you're right, like there's just weekend work trips that are involved as well. So what what do you do for those? It can be short bouts of frequent travel, but ultimately the strategies that you and I have kind of can apply across the board. Yeah. Because ultimately, as Courtney and I like to say, you've got to choose your hard. So there's the hard of planning ahead. Yes. The hard of being prepared. There's the hard of having a bit of forethought in terms of what you're doing and the challenges involved with that versus the hard of winging it, hoping for the best and then feeling like shit. Yes. Like I know which hard I prefer. Yeah. Definitely. Hence why we're doing this episode. Yes. So let's get into this, Courtney. Um, Step one, really, the first question you want to ask yourself when you're going away, whether it's for a couple of days, a week, a month, whatever, am I going to be training while I'm away? Yes. That's the first thing you want to be determining because you know what? If you're the type of person that doesn't want to take your training on the road with you, so be it. Go for your life, mate. Yeah, and there's, and there's plenty of – we've known trainers that, yep. that have that mentality. They just do not want to exercise while they're away. That's fine. And that that's, works for them in their yep. routine and they're able to sustain it. Yes, I am somebody who does exercise generally when I travel, but not necessarily every time. It depends on the length of the travel. Yeah, I find that too. Uh, so, say, um, give an example, Matt, of – traveling into the city so Mm. this coming weekend actually i'm traveling into the city for a all weekend conference so the city to us the cbd in melbourne to us from where we live is about 45 minutes away yeah yeah um so some people wouldn't see that as travel but it really is because you're out of your routine and you're not at home when you usually would be. Well, um, the the second part of this episode, the discussion about nutrition, absolutely will factor in with that. 
But in terms of the training aspect, I had uh, I had the weekend away recently up in Sydney. Yes. And I chose not to train at all because I was just gone for two nights. Yeah. And you would have had got your weight training sessions in during that week before you went away on the weekend. Yep. I did my normal routine through the week. And uh, I knew I'd be doing a lot of walking on that weekend, which I did. And so I just planned the nutrition, which again, we'll get into. Yes. Uh, but uh, on the flip side, where uh, in last, last December, Courtney and I had a three and a half almost a month away from home. Yes. Interstate then overseas over in over in America. PS we love the USA. Yes, we do. Where we were gone for so long, where we did answer the question of will we be training while we're away? Well yes. Yes. Keep our routine up. But also from our perspective as like PTs and coaches, like it's good to set the example. Yeah. And to lead by example so you can then teach and show other people. Definitely. So that was the first question we asked. Will we be training while we're away? And the answer was yes. So once the answer to that question is yes, if the answer is yes, the next step is, well, from an exercise perspective, what am I going to be doing? Yeah. And this is where you can start to, you, know, you just have to think, mm. you know. So Courtney, you might want to touch on here about what if this is a work trip where you're going to be sitting down a lot versus, say, a trip where you may not be sitting down a lot. Yeah, and I, I think for myself in my own travel, that does factor into my planning. So especially if I'm travelling for work and it might be, say, the end of the week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that, I would tend to schedule my week where I know that I'm going to get my three weight training sessions in my local gym where I know my weight... I'm comfort. The routine's there. The routine's there. I know my schedule. I'm going to hit the same equipment, things like that. That's the way I would schedule my week. And I would reschedule my week where I'd keep my cardio sessions to the end of the week. And I would do those while I was away. I just find that if I'm only going away for two or three nights, it's easier to get for me to get in a cardio session when I'm traveling for that shorter period of time. It's usually easier to have a cardio equipment readily available in the hotel gym. <laughs> they'll always have <laughs> they'll cardio They'll always equipment. have cardio equipment. And, and plus they'll always have flights of stairs. Yes. And as you mentioned, Matt, if you're if I'm travelling for work, I tend to be seated most of the time. Yeah. And it's because I'm travelling for a conference or some sort of seminar or, or meetings or things like that where I'm going to be seated, mm. so I definitely want to make sure that I'm doing. For me, I want to make sure I'm doing some sort of movement. Get out, mate. I don't outdoors. want to go over away for work and be seated for two to three days, and not have a chance to go for a walk or to do any sort of movement. You at also all. just get sick of being inside the whole time, don't yeah. you? Really, get a bit of cabin fever there. Absolutely. Yeah. So in in that respect as well, Matt, I might go for a run. See, sometimes we might, I may go for work in more of a warmer climate near the beach which is great because there's a perfect excuse i actually don't like the beach generally to swim in but i love it's one of the only times that i could actually say that i actually like to run which is i like to run along those beautiful paths that run along the beach what about sand sand running you don't like no i hate running through the sand (laughs) but but yeah so i would i would tend to that's how i would personally plan my week to say a shorter business trip where yeah. I'm going to be seated a lot compared to the example you gave Matt where we went away for three and a half weeks. Yeah, and that's that's the question I'd ask myself and I look at myself, if I'm going to be away for a period of time 
where I know the time I'm gone will will include days where I'm usually scheduled to be in the gym. That's when I will definitely be planning out, uh, you know, like gym weight training sessions. Yes. Because I know for me, I personally with myself, I'm not a fan of, I suppose, condensing weight training days because it impacts performance and recovery. So yes. I try and keep the same routine as best as possible. And that's where like, Courtney said before, like a, a little weekend trip away, like you've got your weight training sessions in usually through the week anyway. Monday to Friday, if, Monday that, to if that's, Thursday. If that's the sort of routine you, yeah. that you roll with. Yeah. But to me, no matter what your routine is, if if you're away, the routine's probably going to come with you. Yeah. And that's where you then start looking at, well, if I'm going to be going into the gym and I've got to do a couple of like, you know, two or three weight training sessions and that's fine. The first thing you'll look at is, well, am I going to use the facilities at the hotel? Do they have facilities? And are they any good? (laughs) Or am I going to be looking for a local gym? Now, to me personally, this really comes down to how you feel you can approximate your routine given the facilities that are available to you. So stop me if you've heard this one before. You get to your hotel... You've unpacked, you want to go and hit the gym, you walk into the hotel gym, sight unseen, and it blows. It's got a treadmill. It's got a treadmill, it's got a bike, and you're there for leg day. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. So I prefer prevention where possible. So for me personally, to avoid situations like this as best as I can, I'm doing homework ahead of time, knowing where we've booked now, I will mention this, and this is going to come up a fair bit during this episode. We do a lot of homework ahead of time in terms of where are we going to be staying from a, like, what have they got? Yes, gym facilities, and we'll get into this later in the episode, kitchen facilities. Yes. point I'm getting at here is Courtney and I like to have an idea of where we're going before we bloody get there. Yes. And one thing, and one thing I did, and I handled this myself because Courtney handled the kitchen side of things, I did the research on the gym side of things before our our big trip to the US last December. So as best as we could, we had an idea of what facilities were available to us inside the hotels or the apartment blocks that we were staying in. And also, even then, I still did my homework just to be safe. What's around? What local gyms are there? Yeah, and it was a good good way for us. We would have gone to probably local gyms anyway because it's part of when we're travelling for work, we will often um, try out other gyms. It's part of what we do. We like to see how other people in other countries, areas are running their gyms and what they're doing. You know what else I do like with that as well personally that's very important to me is knowing that I've got the knowledge and the skills to walk into any gym anywhere and go, well, okay, they've got A, B, and C, I can do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, that's em- right. That empowerment means a lot to me personally and something that we do put across to our own clients as well. Definitely. And what I was going to say was is that for a lot of our trips, we do that if we're travelling for work because we do like to source other gyms and see what's happening. But if we were travelling completely for a personal trip, we would still usually do that. Because again, just for the exact reason that you just said, Matt, we like consistency with yeah. our training and we like the ability of, of using our education 
that we've learnt to be able to get us through those those times. It's a confidence builder. Yeah, it is. I find it to be a big confidence builder to be able to go to a gym like on in the other on the other side of the world, go in, have a great session, and you feel like you're in control. Mm-hmm. You feel like I suppose you'd say you're the master of your own destiny, and you've taken your skills with you somewhere completely different. Yeah, I I personally am very passionate about that because it's one. It's, not to detour too much, it's one reason why I'm not a fan of personal training, quote unquote, in general, because I don't like depending on other people. Mm. I like the idea of, well, if I decide to go away, my skills and my knowledge comes away with me. Yeah. Yeah. So we did, when we travelled, Matt, yes, we did go uh, quite a f- often. I think every every state in America we went to, we every place we went to, we deliberately went and had a look at what local gyms were around and um, and what they were offering, what they're doing, um, things like that, which come into a sort of a more business sense as well. Well, there is there is the work aspect there. Like yeah. it, it it does help us from a work perspective just to learn yeah. and see and absorb but new things. There was quite often where we used the hotel gyms. Yep. And and that was fine too. So you know, if you're if you're someone who's traveling and that you don't want that extra expense or or extra time to have to go and yeah. travel to a to a external gym and and pay for a once off fee to go and train there, if you want to just go and uh, train in the hotel gym or the apartment building gym, then that's fine as well. And we did that. Well, let me let me propose a scenario here. Yes. Let's say you're a, you're on your trip overseas and you know you're pressed for time. You still want to be consistent with your weight training, for example, but you know you can't quite get away to get to your local gym. Might be a few blocks away, and this time is so pressing, you've got to literally like get in and get out as effectively and as quickly as possible. Which means the local facility is your only option. Now, what do you do if you walk into the local, say, the the hotel gym and it sucks or it hasn't got what you're used to? Mm. Now, we had this in the the apartment building we stayed at in Boston Mm. in December where we we had a look at the the local gym there because that one I couldn't find. No, it didn't have a lot of photos, so we couldn't do a lot of... Didn't have any photos. Pre... Sourcing. Uh, of I that. had I had already um, noticed the local gym um, doing my homework, but we like to check out the local the hotel facilities regardless. Yeah, Courtney and I walked into their their gym, and we were treated by a couple of treadmills and dumbbell rack. No, it was only one treadmill because it was so tiny that space that it only could fit one treadmill. I'm pretty sure there were two in there because I did have someone running in there next to me one day. I think it was a bike. And a treadmill and a cross trainer. There's not much. Yeah. There's not much. Um, and from a weight training perspective, there was a dumbbell rack. Yes. And what else was there? Nothing. Nothing. The door out of there. So let's say you got someone like Courtney, where Courtney's leg day will be things like a, a big leg press, uh, then jumping in the squat rack for like you know barbell split squats, hamstring curls. Yep. Leg extensions. No, not on my current leg day, but I have done them in the past. Yep. Uh, calf. Calf press? Calf press. Calf press. Now, when you're faced with just a dumbbell rack, what do you do? Yeah. This is a good test of, I suppose, how much you've learned. Yes. In terms of exercise, you might say approximation. Mm-hmm. I can't do A, B, and C 
but with what's available to me, I can do X, Y, Z. So on the on the fly, I come up with for you because your leg day it was, Courtney. Yes. A leg workout for you using just the dumbbells that almost killed you. Yes, if I remember correctly, it was a it was squats. It was the um the sumo the sumo uh, dumbbell squats sumo dumbbell squats then the split squats split squats. Then the stiff leg deadlifts with the dumbbells. Stiff legged deadlifts or Romanian deadlifts yeah. with dumbbells. Yep. And I think that was I was actually dead from you're just pretty, that. You were pretty much. I think we just did like a core I just did like a core finisher. When we just like muck around with some planks. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. But, but th- those three those three leg exercises that you did, like you were going skis. And I think it, in terms of that as well, the the dumbbells themselves weren't go like they weren't going up to a high, high oh, weight. They weren't, they weren't made for people like myself. So, so what we did was, in, like I think, just say for instance, my rep range at the time might have been uh, six to eight. Yep. And so I think I just went up to about 12 to 14, yeah. if, I, if, if, if memory serves. Yep. And so then that way you're go, you're, you don't have to hold as much weight and you're able to still get that. There's still a level of intensity there. Intensity, that's it. And I, I remember like you, you earned it. Yeah, that, that was day. hard. You, yeah. you you struggled on that one, in, in the right kind of struggle. But that's that's what the point we're getting at here is if you if you have to use the the local facilities, then that's where you've got to be prepared to sort of think on your feet. Yeah. And not just go, oh well, I haven't got what I usually use. Oh, I'm just going to go back to my room. Like, mate, just take a few seconds to think about this. Yeah. There's all, this is one of the things I love about exercise. There's always something you can do. Another story. I travelled last year to interstate here in Australia. My best friend was living at the time in a couple of states away from us mm. and I went for a long weekend to go and visit her. And we spent a lot of um, our trip together in the car. We were going sightseeing from place to place, things like that. And I remember one one night, I think it might have been a Saturday night or something, we thought about we'll go out for dinner. And I ended up doing a workout in her backyard before we went out for dinner. Really? Because I, just by myself, just with my stopwatch on my phone, because I felt, as we spoke about earlier in this episode, I just felt inactive. We were yeah. sitting the whole time, we were in the car, we just, you know, we were doing a bit of sightseeing, but most of it was... Seated. Seated. Yeah. And, it, you know, I just felt... I just felt crappy. Yeah. And so I just was like, you know what? And it wasn't it wasn't so I could go out and just eat whatever I wanted for dinner. We actually... I think we went out and we just had steak and veggies for dinner. Yeah. But I just felt crappy. And so uh, with with a phone and a stopwatch, I did, I did a, a workout in the backyard. Yeah. And that was because... I was staying at somebody's house. I wasn't even staying at a hotel. So there was no hotel gym. And I could have, yes, gone and found a local gym, but I just wanted to get a quick workout in, so I just did it. Now, you mentioned doing uh, what was obviously a pretty intense cardio workout there. That brings us perfectly to the next point, bro. Bro. Cardio, bro. Mm. What do we do here? based on, on what the trip might be involving. So, for example, Courtney mentioned before about trips where you might be seated a fair bit, and I know what that would feel like. I'd be like, mate, get me out of here. I've got to get up and get moving. Because the body, let's be honest, the body's not built to sit down and do nothing. No. The body is built to move. 
this is where you would then also plan out if I'm going to be doing any any sort of aerobic cardio sessions. Well, one, do I need to? Yes. Because where Courtney used the the great example of being seated for a lot of your trip, what if it's not? What if you're doing a lot of sightseeing? You might be racking up like, you know, 10, 15, 20 kilometres a day, which is what we did. We've done on on a few of our trips. Yeah, a few of our trips. Now, for us, where we've anticipated that coming, guess what type of exercise we haven't done? We did not do cardio. And when you're walking that many kilometers a day, your legs are gone. Yeah. Like it, yeah. if you've if you've you know, you've you've taken a decent trip away yourself, you've, you've had a couple of big days of walking. You know what we're talking about here. Your feet are sore, your legs are throbbing. Yeah. Like it, it you've worked them. Yes. So I'm not going to back that up by doing some hill sprints, am I? No. Uh, no. So that that does involve a bit more of um, a bit more sort of forethought there as well. Is is this trip going to involve me being on my feet a lot? Because if you are going to be racking up the kilometres, like take the pressure off yourself. Don't 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 <laughs> don't add in any any extra walks, any extra cardio. You just you don't need to. Your, 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 your standard weight training sessions are going to be enough. Yep, weight training plus all the walking you do will keep you well on track. Yes, uh, I reckon that probably covers the exercise component. I think it does, but you know, as a, as we'll talk about at the end of the episode, you'll be able to email us with any comments that you think if if you think we've missed something so the next moving on to nutrition this is i guess the bigger one i guess for a lot of people when they travel they find the exercise portion of it quite easy to manage easy to plan what a shock the nutrition on the other hand this seems to be the kicker funny how that works isn't it uh and it's not just about traveling uh but in this case this is the one that I think does require the most amount of um, preparation and planning. Yes. Because as Courtney and I experienced on our first ever trip four years ago to America, we didn't plan it out and we got smashed on the food bills. Yes. Because we're eating out an awful lot and we got smashed because we felt like shit. Yes. And, o- and often it's no different to when you travel and, and when you're at home, often the cheapest food is the shit food. Funny how that works. It's funny how that works. And it seems to be from where I've traveled to, it seems to be universal. Mm-hmm. So that was the big kicker for us in order for us to feel like we were. F- and I think the main thing that we tr- like, Matt, Matt, we try to reinforce to our clients and, and anybody who asks us about this is when we say we, we try to still eat fairly well while we travel, it's not because we are so afraid that we're going to get fat while we're away and we're going to come back overweight and all this sort of stuff. We've actually had experience where we've gone away and we didn't focus on what we ate. And because of things like keeping up our exercise routine and and walking and things like that, we didn't put on a lot of weight or if any, but we felt like shit. Yeah, I want to give some more detail here. So that was our first trip to America four years ago, which was also our honeymoon. We lost weight actually on that trip. But we also paid the price in terms of we just felt like junk. Correct. Yeah, so Courtney and I had our our honeymoon in America uh, four years ago. Uh, We got married over there at the same time. So it was a, a a pretty big trip, you might say. Yes. And we were pretty excited for it. And we will own this. We didn't plan out. The preparation side of things. So we just booked the hotels, booked the rooms. We're going to America. We're getting married. Let's just figure it out when we get there. Let's just figure it out when we get there. And you know what? We paid a couple of prices. Yeah. The first price we paid was the literal price. 
of holy fuck, we're going through money buying food out. Yes. Eating out. And that adds up, as we learned, that adds up super, super fast. Yes. But then on top of that, we were regularly putting food into our bodies that we weren't used to having. No. Now, take it from us. It doesn't matter how healthy you are, how strong or fit or capable you are. You put enough food into your body that it's not used to having and it will push back. Yes. It'll push back hard. And you feel it because your energy levels go, they're going the wrong way. Yeah, and I got sick. You got um, sick within, um, I think, the first day we got there. First, with first two days, the I, first, got I think sick. It was the first or the second day we were in San Francisco. Courtney and I were waiting in a local doctor's office. Yes, to get Courtney attended to. I got sick. I was run down. I, you know, lethargic. We didn't have yep. the same energy that that we usually had. Yep, um, there was a difference. There was definitely a difference. Because I know for me personally, because that trip was a good three weeks. Yes. Uh, from coast to coast there, by the time we were coming back home to Australia, like I personally felt like shit. Yeah, we were over it. And it, and it made the trip less enjoyable. I agree with that. Now, we had a chance to have a bit of a do-over. We did. When we went back uh, this December just gone, at the end of 2018, we had a bit of a chance for a do-over. And this time we approached it differently. Yes. So where the first time we just hoped for the best, this time we planned the shit out of this. Yes. Now, how did we plan the shit out of this? Well, the first thing we did was, okay, where we are staying, what facilities do they have in terms of kitchen facilities? Because we knew from a number of of perspectives, one, we didn't want to blow our spending money on eating food that wasn't going to make us feel good. Yes. Step one. Step two... We wanted to make sure that we were in control as best as we could of what was going into our bodies to make sure that we had the energy we knew this time we needed to have. Because we racked up the kilometers the first time and we expected at least the same amount this time, but we didn't want to have it to be such a, a chore mm. or a labor That's it. that it was the first time. So step one was, and this is where... Courtney did some really fantastic work with our travel agent on where we're staying, what are the facilities... Yes. In terms of kitchen, yeah? Yes. So rather than this time, rather than book hotel rooms, we where we could, we tried to book apartments. Apartments, yeah. So for us, it worked out better because we paid a little bit more in terms of maybe the stay, but that was going to be offset by the money we were going to save by eating in. And it was indeed offset by that. So then the, um, the next thing that we did once we knew where we were staying is, okay, based on where we're staying... Where are the nearest supermarkets? Because you can then start to plan out, well, if we're going to be having these days out, we at least want to have our breakfast and dinner and probably a meal to have with us to take on the road organised ahead of time so we can pretty much, like if we've got food in our backpack, on a day of sightseeing, stop, eat, continue. Yeah. And, and, and And it all comes down as well then to... Food choices. So, as you pointed out, Matt, we looked into the accommodation we were going to stay in. So, did it have a kitchen? If it didn't even have a kitchen, we made sure it at least had a fridge. Yep. So, we could at least store food. Yep. Then, where, you know, I think after that it comes down to as well, what are you going to eat? And this is what a lot of people say to me. Can I actually take it back a step before that? Yeah. Um, the one thing I'd be looking at before then, because this, to me, 
the kitchen facilities, from my perspective now, are universal. Whether I'm traveling interstate or overseas, I want the kitchen. The next question I ask myself is, am I going to prepare food to take with me now? Or am I going to prepare it when I get there? Yeah, well, preparation. that's a good point because now we're, we're pulling it back from just talking about overseas to possibly now even talking about interstate, road trips, things like that. And, that, and this is the big difference. So for me personally, if I'm traveling here in Australia, I like to take my own food with me because I can. Yeah. And a lot of the places we stay, even interstate here in Australia, we'll have a microwave. Yep. And we'll have a fridge. Big fridge. So Big full-size fridge. Even just a standard hotel room, yep. generally you can request those two things. If they don't have one, you can ask. Yeah. And I've never been told no. But now, it's it, you know, these days, it's you know because of where we're at mentally, it's easier to plan things out. And, yeah. and we know what we're walking into. But that's one of the questions I ask myself is, you know, I know the food I want to have. Do I take it with me or do I prepare it when we get there? Now, in the case of going overseas... It's not going to happen. No. So you prepare it when you get there. And that's where you really got to do the homework of, well, where are the local supermarkets? Mm. How close to where we're staying is the nearest supermarket? Because then you've got, you've got pretty much 95% of your plan of attack there laid out. Okay, I've got these things, these facilities available to me in the room. Here's the local supermarket. I can make for myself or make for us. We can make for us A, B, C, and D. So the, the one that comes to mind best for, for me was when we were staying in that fantastic uh, full apartment in Boston was making our yummy breakfast every morning together in the kitchen there before we left for the day. Yeah, well, most of, the, most of our trips that we had, we had the same meals, really. Yep. Um, so we would often, Matt and I would often make an omelette to share, like a really big omelette, share it. Um, family size omelette. In, in the morning, so eggs and just... Bunch of veggies, just salad. Just chuck as much stuff in it as possible. Colour, just chuck the um, colour in there. And then uh, the other go-to that we really had was to make up sort of a big batch of like a, uh, what was it like? A, it was like a bolognese type yeah. um, without the noodles, without the pasta really. So it was like a, bolognese we made mince. like a bolognese mint sauce. Yep. Um, and then we just chucked up all the veggies. Yep, buy some lean mints. Um, frozen, 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 veggies. Hey, frozen veg are fantastic for this because you just chuck them in there and they just, they just defrost while they're cooking and you can't tell the difference. Yep. And I think, again, when we start now talking about the styles of food that you're going to eat, so some people are more picky at this than others. I am someone who is a little bit more fussy in terms of the food I'm going to eat cold. A little, a little bit more fussy. So, Matt, you're, you tend to be pretty easygoing with all your food. What if Courtney you, means is I'm boring as batch. If you eat it cold, you would eat it hot, whereas there's yep. some foods that I just wouldn't eat cold because yep. I, I, it changes the flavour to me and I don't enjoy the taste of those foods cold. Yep. So, uh, say, for instance, if I was travelling interstate and I knew I had um, a conference to go to, it was just sort of a two-day event, I would generally take my food. Like this weekend? Um, like this weekend, it is in my home state, um, but I'm still going to be there all You're on day. You're basically, yeah. I will take my own food. So I will take a, a, a cooler bag type of a thing. I have a, a sort of laptop handbag where it's also got one of those little cooler sections for food containers in it. So they're really handy, especially if you're traveling for work. You know, you know what we should do? <laughs> Just 
got an idea speaking of that. We should get photos of these sorts of tools that we take with us and put it on the show notes page. Yeah, definitely. Because that's uh, – Courtney mentioned the cooler bag she's got. I've got one myself. These things are lifesavers. Yeah, so they're great. So especially if we're travelling, if Matt and I are travelling for work, we'll often take these because they are able to sort of carry your laptop and, and your other belongings, but they can also carry food and they don't look like you're taking like your supermarket cooler bag. They look <laughs> yeah. a little bit more professional yeah. and it's just a really easy way to carry your food. Um, Matt and I have taken food interstate. So yep. on a plane interstate, we've taken food. Well, I did plane. up to Sydney a couple of weeks ago. So we just took, took a, a week- cooler bag. I took a weekend's worth of food. So we took a cooler bag, or if, if you've got one of these style of bags that I just mentioned, if you if if not, we just we've taken just your regular supermarket cooler bag um, on the plane in in carry on luggage with us. Let's be honest though, it is worth recommending these these sort of um, specialty like fitness oriented cooler bags you get. Oh, they're worth every cent. Yeah, absolutely. They're worth every cent. They're fantastic. Um, we. We do not take food while we're talking about food and travel methods. We t- do not take food that needs to be kept cold on an interstate, uh, sorry, in, in an overseas uh, plane trip. The thing with overseas plane trips, obviously, you cannot take those. Uh, we're chucked out. The little cooler gel packs, the mm. freezer packs to keep your food cold and because it is such a long flight your food will go off if it's not kept cold and that's also if it's not confiscated if it's not it's confiscated. also getting it through customs can be yeah it's not worth the risk it's not worth the risk honestly so for, for, for overseas i prefer to prep when i get there yeah and just have this universal rule because it can't go wrong and i should also mention one of the over overarching theories and sort of beliefs that i have when it comes to this and why i have no problem putting in this much effort to these sort of things is this I do not trust other people with food. Yeah. Hands down. It doesn't matter who it is or where it's going. If Unless they are me and they eat what I eat and they tolerate the same foods that I tolerate, I, I, I can't trust it. And this is one of the things that brings people unstuck is that it's too easy to leave this to chance. Oh, well, I hope the place I'm going to has got food for me. Fuck that. You're asking for it, aren't you? Yeah. And, and, and I think... Being someone who has food intolerances, mm. I'm used to this. But I think with people who don't have food intolerances, they're not used to planning ahead, thinking about are they going to have something that I'm going to be able to eat when I get there, you know, things like that. I, I'm a little bit more used to it and it comes a little bit more naturally to me because I have food intolerances. But it never used to though. No, no. Well, growing up, I never realised mm. the food intolerances that I had. This was forced upon you. Yeah, so, but for most of us that haven't got the intolerances that Courtney has, there's almost no harm treating it like you do have these intolerances just because your body does change the way it processes certain types of foods as you become you know, stronger and more healthy, etc. And you just can't assume that where you're going, the people catering for where you're going, think about this the way you do. Mm. I mean, I know for me, the amount of times I've walked into what has been advertised as like a a healthy breakfast is just pastries. Yeah. Like, no, you know, or someone's putting on what they might call nibblies and it's just like bowls of jelly snakes. Yeah, well, yes, and that's not great for a diabetic. So... Not the best, no. So I think that that... Does that cover 
all of those topics that we were going to talk it, it, about. It now? does, um, but I should also mention in, in in closing with with these points that we're touching on from our last trip to America, like we went to all this effort, and it was a tremendous success in terms of the energy levels that we had. Like we came back feeling fresh. Yes. Now we were ready to come home, but we were ready to come home because we were just away from home for so long. You know what it's like. You're away from home long enough. It's like, you know what? I just want to get back to my own bed, mm. get back to, in this case, to our pets, mm. get back to your own home environment. But from an energy standpoint, we felt like a million bucks mm. all the way through that trip. And gee, we racked up the miles. Yeah. And here's the best part though. We saved a load of money mm. in terms of food costs and we came home with change yes which is not something i would ever expect to come home from holidays but you take x amount of spending money and you think well i'm going through all this and if i recall courtney on our first trip to america we went over budget because we, we winged it yes and we went over budget this time we came in under yes budget so in this case not only did it make us feel like a million bucks we saved money so this is where I said at the start of this episode, choose your hard. I chose, we chose that hard of taking taking on a bit of planning and a bit of forethought and we got the rewards for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. But I hope, uh, I hope it makes sense to you that there's a lot of information that Matt and I have just sort of spewed out. This is why you listen to the show more than once. But, but if you break it down, there's actually not that much planning involved. It's just a couple of little questions you've got to ask yourself Exercise and that and will food. tell you everything that you need to know. So we probably should have mentioned this at the start of the episode. Get your notepad out. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just a couple of questions you've got to ask yeah. yourself. Yeah. One being, are you travelling for work or are you travelling for pleasure? Yep. Length of your trip. And then... Well, I reckon, I reckon personally, Courtney, I reckon you could even simplify it further. Do I plan on exercising? What do I plan on doing in terms of putting food into my body? True. I can you can simplify two it like simple that. questions you, because ultimately it flows on from those two things yeah. there. So I reckon we we transition here into I suppose some closing some closing tips and some closing points we want to make. Yeah. Uh, and we'll wrap this one up. So the first tip I want to give is just understand your goals can and do travel with you. And no matter what situation it is, there is always something you can do. And we've learned this ourselves personally. Yeah. And we've seen this with clients of ours too. There's always something you can do. And don't, and and this is one, your goals travel with you. Never Mm. be bullied by others into that old adage of, oh, just don't worry about it, you're on holiday. That, like that sentence, just don't worry about it, you're on holidays, is so annoying to me. Because that's okay if you don't want to worry about it, you're on holidays, but don't other, tell other people what they should be worrying and not worrying about on holidays. Because to me, I don't worry, as I mentioned before, that I'm going to lose my fitness or lose my muscle definition or get fat while I'm on holidays. I worry that I'm going to feel like shit. So yeah. I don't, don't, be bullied into thinking that you should just forget about your lifestyle while you're on holidays. And here's the thing that comes off of that as well. That sort of an approach is unsustainable and is, in my opinion, a form of self-sabotage if you are on the road a lot. Yes. Now, if, you're, if, if you like to travel a lot, 
and high five if you do. But if you have to travel a lot because your work takes you on the road a lot, like if you don't take this seriously, that can kill results by itself before you because you might spend a month at home but then the next three weeks overseas that work takes you for like that can undo yes the previous month so to me that approach the court or that attitude the court you mentioned really shits me off as well because to me there's a level of unsustainability there if you're traveling a lot like to me like i said choose your hard like what do you do here well i think the 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 attitude I've always had is that exercise and a balanced way of eating is just the way I live. Well, it's, it's, what, so it's normal. I do it literally all year. So to me, it makes no sense. It never made any sense when I've heard people say, oh, I'm going on holidays, so I'm just going to take some time off, you know, not worry about it. I'm just going to mm. give myself a bit of a break. To me, that that just sort of like you have to be careful are you thinking about what you're doing the rest of the year as a diet mm. or as a chore are you not enjoying what you're doing in which case maybe the exercise you're doing needs to change it's not just it's not enjoyable or the food you eat sucks or the food you eat sucks mm. so those are the sort of things you need to look at whereas to me you need to be careful about having the attitude of oh, i'm just going to take a break We'll take a break from what? From what? From your life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the next tip uh, I want to give here is, as we've really been sort of ramming home here, is plan ahead. Mm. Honestly, plan ahead and think about what you're going to be doing because there are prices to be paid. There's a price to be paid for planning in terms of the time involved in planning it. And there's also a price to be paid for not planning it and winging it. And as we illustrated before, Courtney, the prices that we've paid before, literally the financial price that we've paid going over budget and just the the feeling, the price you pay feeling like shit. I can't think of many things worse than feeling like junk on your holiday. Yeah. Like I remember when we got to um, San Francisco the first time in America, like Courtney actually cried when she when she started to feel sick because like we just got here We've been planning our wedding trip for this long and we just landed here and I feel like death warmed up. Mm. Thankfully, we uh, got some pretty good meds and after a couple of days, you were sorted. But I remember you were really concerned. I was a bit concerned too. I was like, mate, we just got here. Yeah. But I mean, that fatigue did last the whole time as well though. So yep. it, it, it did get better, but not not great. You, you weren't sick. You weren't sick the whole time, You did, but you we, we both didn't feel the best. We struggled. Um. And so you got to understand, like, there are, there are like, you know, choose your heart. Yeah. It's the price of planning versus the price of not planning. Is, yeah. it, is Which one would you prefer to pay? Yeah. And then following on from that, the next sort of highlight that we want to sort of make mention of. Tip. Tip is just to be a little bit more flexible and mindful. That, and I think this one and the, and the one after sort of go hand in hand, which is remember you aren't at home. You're not in your routine. Yeah, you can't you can't take one hundred percent of what you do at home with you. So there does need to like Courtney and I planned the crap out of our most recent trip overseas, but it wasn't the same as being home. No. But we, we did the best that we could and we were understanding of that and we were flexible with that. Did we have some nice meals out together? Bloody oath we did. Yes. The wedding anniversary. 
Yes. Of course we're did going we, to. Did we exercise as often as we would have at home? Of course not. We didn't, no. but then again, we knew we didn't need to. We didn't need to. Because we were racking up the Ks on our feet. Even with our weight training, though, I think while I was at home, I did, what, three weight training sessions a week while we were traveling. I did two. Yep. So we made that conscious choice, and that was in that whole idea of being flexible, yep. working within what you've got, working within your situations, your surroundings. Don't stress those small things. If you're going to stress about something, possibly stress about doing nothing. <laughs> but mm. don't stress about it's not going to be exactly the no, same. No, no. Some compromises need to be made. Yeah. And you know what? That's A-OK. Yeah. I think that ties into a very early episode of the show we did way back when about all or nothing. Yes. Yes. All or nothing doesn't work here either because you can't take your home routine with you. Doesn't, I don't care how good you are. Take it from us. We do this for a living and we couldn't take our routine 100% with us, but we did the best that we could and it worked. Yes. It paid off. Yes. Well, with the case study of the two trips we've been on, we went. We did oh, two different was, approaches, uh, and there were two very different outcomes. Yeah. So, so, now, so now that then informs every time Courtney and I now know we're going to because Courtney and I we've got the travel bug. Yes. So we've got more in our future, but we now know the approach we're going to be having in terms of we're going to plan a few things out, but we're still going to be mindful that we're not taking our home routine with us, and it's okay. Yes. Because yes. we we now know the benefits of at least being planned to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I reckon that might be a wrap. That's about it. Yeah. I hope that's been helpful. If it hasn't, well... <sighs> Blame Matt. It was his idea. So... Actually, uh, it was my idea, so I'll, I'll cop that one. Uh, remember, if you have any questions related to travel... You know what? I'm going to actually get a bit more specific than that. I, personally, would like to hear any travel tips that you've got. Yeah, something that's worked for you. So things that have worked for you when you've been on the road, like you might be the sort of person who's on the road a lot for work. What, yeah. what do you do or what do you not do? Mm. Uh, in addition to that, I think both Courtney and I would be keen to hear from you on once you've implemented something, any of these tips yourself, give us the feedback. Yeah. Give us the feedback because this is the sort of thing, I have a suspicion this is not the last time we'll be having a discussion like this. No, definitely not. Because I, I, I think no doubt our next big trip, like we're going to be documenting like, you know, here's the plan. Here's how we're doing it. Here's the result. Oh, that's a great idea. We will do that. Um, so we we would love to get some um, some feedback from yourself on how you've implemented these things too. Uh, please email us at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com or alternatively, come and hang out with us in our Facebook group. Yes. Which you can get access to over on the website, which is... Theweightlosspodcast.com. Theweightlosspodcast.com. But that is a fantastic idea, Matt. We will definitely document our next big trip. Absolutely. That we take overseas yep. with what exactly what we're eating and what we're doing. What's the plan? What's um, the plan and how does it work? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We will definitely do that. And yeah. I reckon we close it up. So hopefully this helped. If not, blame me. Got it. Are Speak you ready soon. to share Bye. your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. Hundred percent.